What episode is this? Hmm? What episode is this? Well, look it up on your phone. Oh, God forbid you, you know. My phone's recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Podcasts. I feel like this is episode 27. Out of the pods. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, I really don't like that. We can't see on the TV what's happening. Uh, this is episode 27. Last okay. one was 26, and let's confirm the kill. Okay, so this is episode 27. How come it's not in order? What do you mean? It goes to 26, 24, 7, 15. Let me see. Oh, because that's just top results. Go to the page. Go to the out-of-the-boat page. Go to the top. There should be a button that says, like, out-of-the-boat podcast. Let me see. Let me... Yes, the first one, Jonathan... Oh my gosh. <laughs> How do people like you get through life? Hey. Oh, those comments. Always eager to listen to your podcast when they come out. I love your honesty and sense of humor in every episode. We need more Pentecostal podcasts. You're one of my faves. Keep L- up the good work. What? Let me see. Where'd you see that? In the bottom. Let me see. I've been listening to this. Let me see what? Uh, There's only two. God bless this podcast, but most importantly, your lives in such a special way. 22 ratings? Well, dang. It would suck if it was like 1.5 stars. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine how depressed I'd be? (laughs) Like, okay, we're doing something wrong. (laughs) Yeah, all five stars. That's crazy. I didn't know that was, I didn't even know that was a thing. For the mathematicians, that's 100%. <laughs> Aren't you smart? <laughs> I can barely see with this mic up my nose. I know. I have to be like. Have to like angle it. Okay, I'm ready. Wait, right. Okay. This is episode twenty-seven. Twenty-six. No. You sure? Oh, yeah, twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-seven. Of out of the boat. Uh, before we get started, how was your break? How was your? Christmas. I know you hate this question, but how was your break? <laughs> it was good. Are you Jonathan? I okay. Right, how about this? How about this? Hold, 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 hold on, hold on. How was Christmas? Did you have fun? It was a good time with family, okay. friends, my pastor. Yes. It okay. Was good. Anything memorable over Christmas? Time? I went shooting. Okay. I went shooting with my pastor and we went clay shooting. And for those who don't know what that is, you have a shotgun and there's a machine that shoots out like a disc and you're supposed to shoot it. Now, usually when I go shooting, it's a target, so it stays still. So this is my first time going clay shooting. And he went like 23 for 25. Like oh he only missed like two or three. Gosh. He was accurate and that was his first time too. So I'm like, what? Right. Yeah, that was his first time going clay shooting. So I'm like, all right, I got this. I went two for 25. I only hit two. <laughs> I'm like, golly, it was embarrassing. The guy who was like working the remote, the employee, was laughing. That's funny. It was embarrassing. But other than that, yeah, it was good. How was New Year's? It was good. I had my hyphen over my church. Mm -hmm. My, yeah, young adult group, for those who don't know what hyphen is. But, you know, (coughs) 
yeah, so my Christmas vacation, I mean, sure, Jonathan, since you want to know. Um, oh, yeah. How was your was, Christmas? How was your New Year's? My, yeah, mine was, <laughs> mine was great. Thanks for asking. Oh, my gosh. No, mine was good. Um, I was only going to go home for like five days. And then um, uh, my pastor wanted all of the Bible college students to uh, testify. And at first I was like, hmm good thing i'm leaving before that service and then i was like no i guess i should so i told him i was like i'm gonna extend my flight so i extended my flight me and a couple of my friends from clc we testified and two of them have never spoken in front of an audience and let me tell you tore it up utterly just went in there and brought down the house and i knew it was gonna happen it was actually really funny because afterwards we watched it and we were listening to ourselves and we were dying of laughter because it was like whoever that was on the platform was not us like literally the lord took over it was i remember really we had it on our tv the live stream for your church so that everyone not everyone but like there's a few people watching that was funny though so. that, that was oh what an interesting time that we were not expecting i don't know we weren't expecting the outcome you killed that it though that was that represented coc really good yeah, that was pretty it was funny it was crazy it was good praise lord and it, no what is even funnier was since i think actually all of us have never like spoken in front of our church or like picked up a mic or like done anything like obviously we, you know we've helped in other areas but we've never like i don't know how to had a public speaking opportunity we've never done that never sought it never wanted to well when we did this everybody was kind of like mouths dropped like they've been here for like 20 years or whatever and this, this is, is like the first they're speaking. I know it's the first time they're speaking. It was it was hilarious. Anyways, did you feel like throwing up? Uh, right before, yes. But honestly, I will say you know from the first time till now because obviously for I don't know how early some of these people have listened to this podcast, but you know that's like my biggest thing is I do not like public speaking. So that was like I was shaking in my boots. I was like I do not want to go up here, even though it's literally like a minute, a two minutes. I do not want to get up there and say anything. But um, honestly, I should just share the um, the verse that I shared up there, which I don't remember. The verse that I shared up there. <laughs> so never mind. But um, no, it was good. I had a good fun time. Came back and now I'm just tired. It was Isaiah. It was. It was Isaiah 43.2. It was Isaiah 43.2. Yeah. I thought it was Jeremiah for a second. Um. No, I came back and I've been super tired ever since. I don't, and I, I can't, I feel like it's not the time change because the time change over there, I'd be staying up late. Does that make sense? Yeah. But then when I come back here, I'd be like going to bed early, but it was not, it's not working. I'm really, really tired. Okay. Isaiah 43, two says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. <laughs> Let me tell you, there was a woman in that. I mean, this is, I, I, I don't know everybody's situation, but I know that there was a woman in the um, choir behind me and she had just found out well, she's been married to her husband for several years. He ended up, you know, leaving her, cheating on her. I don't know what happened. But anyways, really down to earth woman, super faithful, super like, you know, no matter what comes her way, she's still going to worship God. It's literally her, her wow. life is such a testimony. And 
she's going through all this and right before that service right for the new year service starts at 10 p.m she had gotten the news that her um husband that she had just literally like divorced just got engaged huh. so she it was it was such a like a like a punch right before the service and um it was crazy i remember i went back and looked at the live stream and as i'm reading that verse you see her in the background and she was just like yes yes and i was like and that to me was the most powerful thing up there that was awesome because it's, it's like powerful no matter what you're going through and all of the heck and and the the valley and all the junk that she's going through she still was able to sit up there worship god praise and like as it not like you know nothing's faced her but like to keep the worship up you know a lot of times when I, when i get hit with the trial i get bummed out you know self-pity have a little pity party get all upset and everything and down in the dumps you know i don't think you know okay say my my dog died my first reaction is oh, i'm gonna pray thank you jesus <laughs> or like you know i get turned down from a job or i get fired and be like praise god you know like that's not my reaction but that woman that's who her reaction is it's crazy that's powerful right there it is yeah all right, I know that you you had something in Exodus. Yeah. So it's in Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 to 18. I actually kind of want to read in the ESV. Okay, well, here's the ESV right here. Oh, you actually have it? Yeah. That's actually crazy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm yeah. not advocating for the ESV because of reasons, but I happen to have it uh, with me. <laughs> 13. 13 what? 17 to 18. Well, this is very small. Dang. You can't, you have new glasses and you can't read. <laughs> I said extras 13, 17, 18, right? Yeah. Why is it totally not line up? No, it does. Exodus 13, 17. It's on the other side. I was looking. Okay. Uh. So it reads, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt, equipped for battle. And I was pondering upon this. I was like, the short path is right there. Why didn't God not allow them to go through that? The easy path. The easy path. And said that he had to take them around. So I started doing research. I'm like, okay, like what was there? And it was the Philistines. Now the Philistines, they're a very barbaric group. They're very war-hungry they want to kill very demonic people. Now, these Israelites, they've been enslaved for over 430 years. They didn't know that the short path led to destruction. They just saw the easy way. They saw from the, the Israelites. Uh, the Israelites. They didn't know. Okay. They didn't know. They were enslaved by the Egyptians for 430 years. So they knew nothing. This was like brand new territory for them when they oh. came out. They come out. They see a short path. They're like, you know what? This seems like the easier way. We've been walking for days. We want to take the short path. So well, they eventually found out that there was a short path. Well, they knew that there was a short path, but they were led by Moses to go around, and they were confused. But they didn't know what was in there. They knew no. that there was a path, but they didn't know what was in right. there. Right. They didn't know what, who inhabited the land. Now, the people who had inhabited the land, they're called Rufiums. Rufiums? I can't pronounce it. R-E-P-H-A-I-M-S. If you translate that in the Hebrew, it means giants, pretty much. All these giants roam the area, and it's believed that Angels came down, had sexual relations with the humans, and created these giants. That's how the people believe these giants were there. Now, if these Israelites... That's in Genesis, right? 
That part's I'm, in Genesis. Yeah, yeah. okay. Right. That's like Genesis 7 or something. Go now, on. if the Israelites would have gone through the way of the Philistines, they would have been slaughtered. Because I, I guarantee they were probably praying, God, lead us through the shorter path. We're tired. We were just slaved for 430 years. Mm-hmm. Put us through the easy path. Like, we just went through hell. Mm-hmm. We just went through our, I guess, season of battle. They weren't expecting to take the longer path. Yeah. They get out, pray, probably, God, like, take us through the easy path. God takes us the long way. Now, that was an unanswered prayer on their part. They're like, God, like, why was that prayer not answered? Why, why am I getting even more hard stuff when I just went through all of that? Mm-hmm. Now, if God would have answered that prayer... Boom. About them taking the, easy the path. easier path, they would have died. This reminds me of the sermon that we just David Bundes' sermon that, <laughs> that he we preached. literally just listened to last yep, night. Picking up Garrett two nights ago, where he said, "Oh, what did he say? What did he say? Thanking God for the closed doors and the unanswered prayers." Yes, because you don't know what would have happened if you would have went through that door. All right, carry on with you what you're saying. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. God, God could foresee. He's omnipresent, he's omniscient, he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful. He knows the future, he knows everything. Nothing catches him off guard. So, so many times we pray, God, give me this job. Mm-hmm. Put me in that relationship. And God's like, no. And because we have a self-pity party about that. He <laughs> because he foresees, okay, we make this joke a lot, but like, there is, you know, I've liked different people, okay? <laughs> and for some reason, I guess they just, you know... They didn't see the beauty. I guess their 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 glasses prescription was, you know, out of date. But that's fine. You know, I'll give it to them. But then, you know, someone enlightened me. You know, God was probably dodging a bullet for you, you know, shielding you. <laughs> you are darn right. Because I'm everything in a bag of chips. <laughs> the bag but. of chips. <laughs> the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> I'm the best thing since sliced bread. So clearly God is, you know, stopping this. He's shielding me. That's what it is. So no, but in like reality, not reality, but more in seriousness, there is to, I guess, bring it down in like basicer terms, which it is pretty basic, but there's sometimes where, let's say, okay, I'm in a predicament right now where I need a car because my car is destroyed. In my head, I see an easy path, see an easy like kind of way to achieve my goal. It's like, okay, why can't I just take that? Like, why can't I just do that? And I keep feeling like resistance, like God, like no. And I'm like, Okay, well, if you're going to say no, can you at least provide another option (laughs) or a solution, you know, another way? And um, so I keep pressing. I'm like, hey, uh, you're you're my provider. I'm going to I'm going to have faith in you. I'm going to sit back and let you handle it. And it seems like sometimes it's just such a longer path. It's like, why for what? And for all I know, for example, say I go in. Let's say the route is not to not to finance a car or something, okay? And I'm like, but why? But why? And God keeps stopping it. We'll say I do go and finance it like I wanted to. And then two months down the road, I lose my job. Well, there goes my car. It's going to get repossessed. Yeah. So God is shielding me from something. And like, just like the Israelites, he was shielding them from the land that they didn't, they didn't, they couldn't see what was on the other side of that wall. They didn't know what was there, but there was danger and God was blocking them for that. That's why he was taking them a different way. And I believe also in another way, in that same journey that he's taking them out on this long, like thing, I feel like he's teaching them a lesson. Like what was our friend the other night saying when she said, 
that God keeps trying to put you through a trial, but you have to keep going through that same trial again because you keep trying to learn it this, the way that you want to learn it, the way that you want to go through mm-hmm. it, the way that you think you can handle it. But actually God's trying to put it through, put you through that trial the way that he wants you to learn it. For example, for, with the car thing, I need a car and it looks impossible in my, my situation, my circumstance right now. And I'm praying like God, like literally there's a verse in Psalms that's talking about bringing honey from the rock, that song. There's honey in the rock, <laughs> water. So like for real, like what that is referencing to is that they're in the desert. There's nothing around. It's impossible. How are you going to get honey in a desert where there's nothing it may look impossible, but that verse is talking about if need be, God will bring honey from the rock. Like that that literally sounds impossible. Like we put a stone in here right now and honey starts coming out of it. That's like impossible. So it's God can do something in an impossible situation. So right now I need to learn how God is my provider. And so in an impossible situation, nothing that I can manipulate or can control God will step in and bring literally honey from the rock and he will supply my need in this situation. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said all that. I forget where I was going. Spirit-led. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So I can see how, you know, I would be irritated if I was an Israelite. I'm like, okay, well, why can't we go the short way? Jeez, that way's 10 steps. You want us to go 10 miles? (laughs) Holy moly. We've been working slaves for all these years and you want us to go extra and some people don't understand why god puts them through this long path why he puts them through this 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 why am i going through this trial why am i going through this storm but then it's like god's actually shielding you from something and it's weird to say god i thank you for this trial i thank you for this i thank you for putting me through that because you have no idea what he has blocked you from oh yeah so that is such a it's almost like a simple thing that anyone can read over and just like you know not think about it where it says like you know god there was a nearer path but god took them around canaan or took them around whatever and went that way that was like what like a couple verses two three verses but when you apply it that's a different exactly so there's a lot of people that are you know read the bible and don't you know actually sit into a second somebody told me the other day in order to study the word They'll read a chapter and then, you know, go on about their day and they don't remember anything. That's literally me. Like I'll read like, you know, like let me clock in my reading time and then I'll read a chapter. You go and ask me a couple hours later. So what'd you read today? No idea. Like, like, you know, nothing is being retained. I'm not like, I feel like in a sense, I'm not feeding myself. So this person told me they're like, just, it was a pastor, just like, Sit down. He's like, the most I read a day sometimes uh, that I focus on is two to three verses. You know, I'll I'll cross-reference some verses here and there and stuff, but I only read two, three verses, and I really sit back. I study it. I look at the context. I look at the background. I really study that verse to know what it's talking about, and that's how you get where, why was I talking about this? I am so off track. Okay, anyways, (laughs) so, and that's when you get the word in your heart, and that's when you, like, start to learn because it would stink if, you know, it's great if I read the Bible, you know, chapter here, chapter there, and I don't know anything that like that that's horrible. But yeah. if I read like, you know, it's very slow. But if I go, you know, a couple verses at a time, at least I know I'm going to know the word. And you're retaining it too. Yeah. And I'm retaining it. So oh, here we go. It, it seems like a long pathway to go, but 
God's doing it for a reason. God wants you to retain this in your heart. He wants you to retain the word. But if you take a short little pathway, like, ah, I'm just going to you know, read a chapter. I don't really need to study. I'm still feeding myself. You know, like, that's not beneficial to you. Like, you're not arming yourself. Yeah. I know. That's, that is literally one goal. Like, I'm not the type of person to make New Year's, New Year's resolutions. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't like it. Do you make them? No. Okay. All right. Good. We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't like them. I don't. I don't. I don't really see a point in it. Like, I just if you want to start a new habit, like just start it. Just do it. Yeah. Like, why do you have to wait for the new year? I mean, like, I can't talk. I'm the biggest procrastinator in the world. I'll literally be like, I'm gonna gonna do this. I'll, I'll just use gym for example. I'm gonna go to the gym today. It's like a Tuesday. No, it's already Tuesday. I have to start at the beginning of the week. Let me start on a Monday. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that's how some people are with the year. It's like, oh, I'll start next year. We're already a week into the new year. Might as well wait till next year. Literally, that's how I used to be. But um, no, I, I need to make it a goal to read just a couple, focus on a couple verses a day and read it, apply it, study the background, study the context, and like get it in my mind. Something I will say before we end is my prayer meetings have gone so much more powerful and intimate when I've been thanking God for the things he's told me no for mm. and the closed doors, every battle, every mountain I've thanked him for. And there's such an intimacy that was there in the book of Job. Job's being attacked by the devil left and right. His kids, his finances, his house, his cattle, everything. And his wife goes, just curse God to his face. And he says, shall we indeed accept good from God and not adversity? He's accepting not just the good in his life. He's accepting the bad in his life because he knows that that's what comes with life. Bible even says we much we must enter much tribulation to enter the kingdom of God. Once we get that mindset of, as Christians, we're going to endure pain and affliction. We're going to have a shift in our prayer meetings with God. So whenever something bad happens in our life, we're not going to have a pity party anymore. And that's something that's helped me because all throughout high school, I would have the biggest pity parties. Me too. All the time. And the moment I actually comprehended the word of God, actually comprehended what it takes to follow God, I know that these things happening to me, it's not to destroy me, it's to actually strengthen me. Yeah. It's, I feel like more so recently that I've looked at trials in a different light. It's like, okay, this is, this is something to build me. And like com <laughs> being completely blunt and transparent tonight, <laughs> something happened that just really set me off. And I did let it get me for a second. Like I, I went into the car and I just sat there and I was thinking about it and I was trying, I was almost grasping at straws because I was trying to go back to that old way of an odd comfort of sulking in self pity. Yeah. And so I took that one little like comment and I over-exaggerated it. Now I started like picking up things like, okay, well, that person said that, that person did that. This is what that person did and that's what person said. And I started like trying to like make myself like depressed or like sad and like crying and everything. And I remember this is really funny <laughs> because I, because you eventually came out and you came to talk to me. <laughs> I walked out, I'm like, where's the car? <laughs> I, well, I remember you, you knocked on the window and I was, I was dying because right before you came up, I was trying to find the energy to cry, but I was so tired. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm about to pass out right now. I was so sleepy. And that's how, like, I totally knew within myself, like, this is all, like, this is all a sham. Like, it's all fake. Yeah. Like, I literally am choosing and trying to force myself to be sad right now. And, um, but I know 
all these things are a lie and like everything's going to work out for my good. But I was literally sitting there like, I'm so not. And then literally right before you knocked, probably about a minute before you knocked, I knocked out. Huh. I fell asleep. Quick and then you, nap. Yeah. And then you knocked and I woke up and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. and then <laughs> it was really funny. But like, um, yeah, no, I, I used to self pity a lot, but that came today and I like, you know, I, I, I kind of like, I guess mold on it for a second. And then I look back and I was like, nah, like this is, this is pointless. Like there's no point. What is this going to accomplish? Jesus in the garden before he was arrested, he said, what was it? If it's possible for this cup to pass for me, let it be. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Mm -hmm. He understood that he was about to get tortured, beat, shamed. His closest friends would leave him. And he accepted that. He didn't have a self-pity party in the garden, but he prayed in the garden. And that's something that we got to do whenever that stuff comes towards us. We say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I'm going to pray for strength. I'm going to pray and command these spirits to leave my mind because I know this is part of God's will. It's not his will for it to stay in my mind, but it's his will for me to maybe go through it to bring me closer to him. Yeah. And in those, in those situations, like it, you know, I feel like sometimes I feel like now more than lately, it is becoming my first thought. But like my first thought is like, I'm not thinking about going to pray about it. Like, you know, like I want to have a self pity party, but then you were in there and you're talking to me for a bit. You're like, you go to the prayer room. And I knew I, I needed to, but because you told me, I didn't want to. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I waited till you like left far away. And I was like, okay, fine. I don't go to the prayer room. And then I went to the prayer room. But yeah, no, that was, I'm glad I didn't indulge into that. Soak in that pity. Yeah. And so in this new year, not that I'm making like any kind of resolution or something, but definitely I need to be in this word all the time reading it, studying it, and thanking God for the closed doors. Even though it's like, okay, but but why? But God, this this job looks so beautiful. They're paying a hundred thousand dollars a year and all I have to do is click one button, God. Like like why not? <laughs> like that's my job. <laughs> and it's like, no. It's like why? <laughs> why? <laughs> but it's like there's something beyond that that I can't see and he's blocking it. And it's like, okay, God knows if I go down that path, I'm going to end up, okay, backsliding or doing something really bad. And he's shielding you from it. It's like, yeah, okay, thank God for the closed doors. Y'all pass up a hundred grand. Next thing you know, I'm going along the long, the going along the long path. Lo and behold, oh, there's actually a job here for 200,000 and you can work from home. It's like, okay, good thing I didn't take that other job, you no, know? For real. It's so you got to be thankful for all those closed doors, even though in the moment it, it kind of like sucks. Like this is dumb. Why? But it's like, you got, that's where the faith comes in. You got to trust. Yeah. That has been a, um, very interesting episode. Episode 27 of Out of the Boat. You have McDonald's?